again, I suppressed it all. Here's the things I do remember. I remember having to look presentable. Like that was a thing. Like I remember so many meetings about like looking good, especially when you're wearing letters, letters. which is like you're sor- like wearing anything with the sorority's logo or name on it or the official like block letter shirts. Oh, that was a big deal. That was a big deal. Hair done. It was the three out on. of three rule. What was that? What's the three out of three rule? Like you have to have, and I remember I amended that when I was vice president because I was like, I'm not going to make my girls wear makeup if they have their letters on. Um, But it was like makeup and hair. Like you look polished. You have a good attitude. And you're not wearing like, like you're wearing nice clothing. Like look put together. Like basically yeah, you put put together. But the verbiage in our code of conduct was much more non what's the word malleable mm-hmm. i do remember that i remembered i just remember them being so crazy about like hair at least when you your generation of people came and like tried to tweak things to be better ours was still very old school and i remember like hating it i didn't mind it at first but then i was like as things got more progressive around us i was like this is not like 2012 <laughs> i'm like whatever so it was like yeah you have to have your hair done they even were like if you can wear certain jewelry wear that i was like girl not you trying to make me bust out the earrings not like the kendra scott why i'm like what so like hair or makeup and i took it so serious i'm like i'm wearing my letters like i gotta get my hair done have my makeup done i'll never forget we had a sister that she got kicked out and now she's a porn star shout out to you sis do your thing i love I'll that. Never, i never forget driving past her standing in her letters hair and makeup on smoking a cigarette and everybody lost it everyone's like did you see her i'm like i saw her (laughs) she got kicked out but like everyone was just shocked she also was doing other sketchy things apparently supposedly allegedly in letters and just things that you know but i hope she's doing well if you're listening to this i hope you're doing well girl (laughs) i'm not gonna say your name but i hope you're doing well um i just remember that i remember i don't know if we dissolved it when you were in the sorority but we had some light like if you were going to be on the first level of the house you had to look presentable do you remember that did uh-uh. you not have that no we had that so it was like we had house... no pajamas in the foyer okay that's better they were a little strict so it was like you know you have we have a big foyer we have this big staircase we have all these floors and i remember yeah it was like if you're going to be on that first level you have to look presentable which is fine but like we live here like if you I can't get come... down to eat breakfast Right. Like we had a chef who cooked all of the meals, three meals a day. Like, and if I want to come get my breakfast, I want to come to the bagel bar. I got to go put my, your full glam, pearls, the pearls and glam and Kendra Scott. Like, <laughs> I don't want to do that. So that was like kind of crazy to me. But then I remember it was like, well, what if we have a guest or like, and there were times, you know, where sorority boys come and they serenade you and all that stuff. And I remember like, I'd open the door and they'd be like, hello to the women of whatever and hand a rose. And I'm in my pajamas. Like, what do you want? Like, get out of here. <laughs> And they're like, we want to invite you to. I'm like, get out. <laughs> but I get it. Like, I, you know, look presentable. But that was an annoying rule to me. Um, and then standards. Oh, standards. So for those who don't know, this was the triggering part for me in the Bama Rush documentary. When they start talking about standards, I was oh, like. Oh, they go into standards? They do. A little bit. They, okay. The documentary is very light touch. I wanted the juice. I wanted yeah. the tea. I well, wanted that's, the dirt. That's like talking about standards i feel like is um taboo you can't you'll get kicked like you can't yeah. like you're just not even allowed to talk about it yeah like i feel like that's the one part of sorority life that is very underground still of like all of the like rules and like standards literally that we were held up to that were just like so shameful 
so shameful. And even as a grown up, I I still have some nervousness talking about. I'm like, I'm still like, ooh, like, can we talk about this? Like, that I'm went, grown. That went out of the window for me. I love that for you because I'm like, you know, we're grown. We we're not in it. We don't. We can talk about it. So standards for those who don't know. In every, I don't pay my alumni dues. There's we have dues. If you want to like be in like keep, I'm not interested. Yeah, no, I said that's a no for me, dog. I can't afford uh, rent, and you don't get my money. <laughs> and y'all aren't doing nothing fun. And also, real quick, I looked at like the sorority has gone. I'm not even going. Let me not. No, that's that's another day. Like, let me not because <laughs> they gone down anyway. Um, and and I'll all let a lot of level, like every level possible. Yeah. Down. Um. That's Greek life in general right now, though, honestly. It is. It is. Especially, again, like Pacific Northwest. I don't know about Oregon, California. Like this side of the west side of the U.S. Just it's not as cool as like the south. Yeah. Which I approve of. I don't think you need a sorority. Like I get it. Um, And I think sororities need to do a better job. I I can go on a soapbox, but I'm not. But standards. For those who don't know, standards. And so when you're once you're in a sorority, if your grades are good and you're well liked and things are good, there's actually positions in the sorority you can run for. I know, like there's like president. And, I mean, we have like a, a board, like an exec board, it, it, mm-hmm. and a cabinet, brought, and a cabinet. I was on cabinet for a couple years. Like we have a whole like d- government like of kids. We have gr- a self run or a self. What do they call it? A self run government. Or, go, yeah, <laughs> literally, like government. literally. <laughs> we're kids we had no grown-ups it's just kids like that's my president she's 19 like that's my like what like what's going on that's my president blacked out in the bush over there literally literally remember <laughs> like it happens like remember when our other president was selling cocaine like it it just when i went through recruit or when i was recruiting that was my membership for, like was it mm-hmm. and then the frats were calling us the cartel i'm like cool love love that we love that for us um but yes, standards. We're a self-government. It is teens running teens. And basically, if so- sisters would break, we had this whole code of conduct. Again, some of the stuff we we're talking about, like makeup and not wearing letters. You can't drink in your letters. Oh, and like no. that's a big Curse, you're just no you're cursing. getting out. No cursing. Like you when you're wearing your sorority letters, you need to be the, the lady, the utmost lady. The best Polite, version of yourself. Kind, sweet you're representing the sorority because you know someone sees you wearing those letters and what do like, they oh. say it's bigger than yourself they always said that i mean they're not wrong but and i get it i and i remember being like ashamed seeing girls in our letters acting crazy yeah like, oh my god like it was shameful because you're proud of that house that you're in yeah. you know you're like you're proud to be a part of that chapter and so seeing girls act crazy wearing your you're like this doesn't represent me but that you could say the same about like when you're working for BuzzFeed, if someone was representing the brand bad, you know, like, you know, like, 100%, yeah. But this took it to a juvenile level of weirdness that was just like, it was too weird. Too like, your serious. whole identity is in it. Like, this is for a lot of people, like, this is all you have. It's like, I'm a beta girl. I'm a beta girl. So, what are you? Like, okay. Like, <laughs> what house energy, are you in? That was always the thing. What house are you in? Like, you could, doesn't matter. you could have said anything and they'd be like, okay, cool. And judge you off, like, a random thing that you said. Right. Like, what am I – if I say – I could say anything. If I said a certain house, what are you going to say? Oh, that sucks. You wouldn't say it. (laughs) So don't ask. Because you – it doesn't – like you said, it doesn't matter what house, you know, someone says. People are just – it's like it's giving – you need – you're too into it. It's giving social status. That means nothing when you graduate. Let me just say real quick. Um, (laughs) It means nothing. Um. Once you're out, once you graduate and we're all in the real world, I don't care if you were a beta woman. Like, you're 
working for me. Like it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Like, so, but yes, standards, if you break code of conduct, then there's like these standards meetings. They're like in the basement of the sorority. It's literally like court. They literally put you on the stand and they're like, sister Maddie, sister Villa Cruz, we saw you were drinking in your letters. Like, do you want to talk? Like they make you explain it to this board of people. No, the thing is you get sent to standards by someone. Someone sends you to standards and they, they ridicule you and read you the letter in front of you. You're right. I forgot about that. I've been sent to standards. uh... At first I was so good. I was like, oh my God, people who get sent to standards, like they don't belong here. Okay. Towards the end of my career stint in the sorority, I got sent to standards probably twice a quarter. Like, I feel like I was maybe once or two, like I was all just, I started to just, cause I was fighting everybody. So yes, somebody has to send you to standards and they write a letter as to why. So they're like, Maddie really like disrespected the brand by breaking code. Like you have to put the actual, like the code number. She wrote code 13.1 by twerking in her (laughs) letters on the president's lap. Like I, I like in public and like, you have to like go into, and so you're right. You get to standards, the people, all the court of standards. And there's receipts. There's receipts. They have it all. They read the letter. They're like, hey, we're going to read the letter. And mind you, you don't know who sent you till they read the letter. So they get to the end of the letter and they're like, I would like Sister Maddie to be removed. Love, Brittany. And you're like. Yep, that was literally my shock when I got sent to standards. Really? You were Okay, so when I got sent, I knew who it was because me and my roommate had beef. But I knew who it was when I got sent. I would have literally lost my cool if it was like someone and I'm like, you sent me to standards? My big. Oh my God. Over something that I could have gotten like kicked out of school for. I didn't know that. So that is why you got kicked out. Is this why you got kicked out? I didn't. That was, that was when this I, is one. this is, I didn't get kicked out. I just, that was like when I got, I couldn't keep my social chair position. I couldn't go to, I was on SoPro. And then when I saw the the end of that letter and that was the first time I ever got sent to standards, I was like, oh, so this is sisterhood. <laughs> Oh my God. So for those who don't know, once you get into the sorority, I totally forgot about that part. There's so many parts. You were almost my big. Really? You were my heart sister at one point. I wouldn't have sent you to standards. You would have probably just been a homie and been like, yo, maybe we do this a little bit smarter Mm -hmm. and like- Maybe we don't do that. Or together. Maybe we do this together? (laughs) (laughs) I'm sorry that that happened to you. Um, Yeah, that's really shitty. Your big is supposed to be like, you know, so when you're in the sorority, once you get in, after a couple months, you get to meet the girls. Then you go through the process of getting like a big sister and then you're the little sister. And so it's, everything is so like, I hate it. Everything reminds me of recruitment, but yes, you have heart sisters who like link up with you and kind of keep in touch with you and make sure you're acclimating well to the sorority and acclimating well to school. And then after that, you guys kind of vote and pick. I had quite a few littles and they didn't last. And I, (laughs) I remember talking to you once and you're like, Am I cursed? Like, why did all of them just leave? Right. I'm like, what's going on? So then you match and then you get a little and it's like, oh my God, like big sis, little sis. Like, it's like this whole thing. And then you have like a Greek family. And, you guys, and then you have boy dope. fam. Right. And then you have a boy fam. I had like a frat fam with like my like boy frat. big. And- yeah. This is my boy big. I had a boy little. And to be honest, he was blacked out all the time. I don't even think he knew that he was in the fam. Like every time I saw him, he was just like, Whoa. I'm like, hey, what's up? butters like he was just gone so anyway (laughs) anyway um 
so yes, in standards, they read you the letter, they show you who sent it to you, and then they have to decide like what your punishment is, right? Like mm-hmm. you said, it could be so pro or social probation. That means you can't go to any sorority events or any like sometimes we would have date formals where you get to go with the date and like date dashes where you grab a frat date and you guys drink and wear matching t-shirts and get those are all those are problematic. Date yeah. dashes are so bad. Yeah. But when you're on social probation, you don't get to go to anything. And I was on social probation once. And I remember just volunteering to be like the DD or whatever, yeah. sober sister. Yeah. And I just showed up. And I was like, I'm, you know, I don't mind being here, but it does suck to not be able to like be a part of the stuff. So, or you get kicked out or they vote to kick you out. It's like this whole thing. And then they take it to chapter, right? Don't, oh, they, like, don't yeah. they? If you're under, yeah. if you get put under membership review, they take it to the chapter and the chapter decides your fate via vote. And so every week we have chapter meetings where the whole sorority comes to the house. Some days were informal where we could just come, but we started to look good. Formal, we had to dress fully up. And fully we all formal. Fully formal. They pack us into the, the whatever, the dining room with all the chairs. So the president gets up there. We go through the stuff. We go through who still owes money. I was always on that list. We go through who. Shame. They shame. It's basically they like, shame okay, you. They're like Sister Jones, Sister Liley, Sister da da da, Sister da da da. You owe a thousand, and you're just like, it's. A, I was so ashamed at first because my dad, and if anyone who knows my dad and deals with money with my dad, he has the money. He just is like a late payer. He's a cheapskate. He's like, I'll pay it later. I'm like, Dad, you have the money. Just give it. Like, he's like, oh, they don't need it now. Like, he's just very weird with money like that. So at first, I was like, oh my God, I'm embarrassed. I'm on the list of like financial whatever, destruction. And then at, towards the end, I'm like, I'm on the list. I'm like, yep, Sister Liley, yep, he'll pay you on Friday. Like, I just was like, I don't, I'm like, there's no shame anymore. But that grades, like they would go through everyone who's had certain GPAs. Like it was just like crazy. And like, as a young person, you feel shame. Once I got older, I was like, whatever. But then they're like, we have some matters to discuss. And they would bring up, so we have to decide if we're going to vote out Sister Maddie. And everyone, you know, it's like, vote yes for this or no. It's just like, and then it's like, cool, votes have been counted. Sister Maddie will be removed from the chapter. And then like, you hear some people crying a little bit or some people have stormed out. I've seen people storm out of chapter when girls get kicked, like other girls get kicked out. Um, But it's dumb. Standards, it's a bunch of kids judging kids. And the weirdest thing too is that before we have chapter, like when we see the agenda, it'll be like membership review. Like there'll be new business and we're like, oh, someone's getting kicked out. Like who is it? Like it's always the T. Yeah. I remember when, um, I think you were in the sorority still, when one of my PC mates, I don't know what they're called, got put up for membership review and we all wore black and it was like this like dramatic thing okay so i will say i loved the tides again my first year and somewhat a second year were very like traditional like we didn't break rules like we were very like you know girls would get kicked out for being too drunk or whatever but we never had anything crazy the younger generations that started to come in you guys were fun i'm like this is great people getting kicked out you guys wearing all black like coming to a funeral absolutely iconic i'm like and we saved her (laughs) I love like we I'm like that is the energy we need and I think as we got towards the end of it we kind of adopted some of that like I don't give a fuck energy especially senior year I know who was president Allie Nunn god bless her I know she was just ready to pull her hair out because our pledge class gave her hell yeah that whole I was her board. VP I you her. gave me hell not you but like Bon sister Bonwell That's so my pledge class. Yeah, we were like, yeah, wow, we were like the wild. No, you guys were like the ones that are were like very like. I feel like the vibe that I got coming in halfway, halfway. So you had already been through half like half of college, right? I feel like we came in. Y'all were so over it, like, like it was just like we came in. We because like I remember my PC was like the ones that looked it 
like we hated the PC that recruited us. And we totally skipped that PC and was like, I wish my big could be in PC 12 because all the PC, Mm. we called them the shrimps. We like would spam social media and we'd like bully all of them. And like, we were like, like my PC was like problematic. Like we were the problematic ones. And then you guys were all like, wait, that's the change that we need in the world. Yes, you're right. Now that I'm thinking about it. So Again, real quick, quick note to PC13. If you are listening, you all are beautiful, strong women, and I don't want you to take this personal. Your pledge class 14 hated PC13. We also hated PC13. So it was like a double penetration of hatred. Yes. Like on our <laughs> on that bid day, we were very upset with the girls who ran home that day. Oh. Again, we're all grown now. We're, we're all, all yeah. friends. Love you all now. But you know, 24, 13, whatever. Yeah. We were not happy with the girls that ran home that day. Our pledge class wasn't. We're like, what the hell went wrong? Because we were like, I feel like our pledge class was really fun and like, yeah, you know. And so that those girls that ran home was just a different vibe. We were like, whoa, what is this? And then your pledge class ran home and it felt like many versions of us. And yeah. we were like, oh, they're fun. So I, I do remember a lot of our pledge class like skipping the next one and bonding with you guys. Yeah. And I remember we got talked to about hanging out with you guys because they, our new member educators said that you guys were bad influences on us. Mm -hmm. And we were. But that's what shaped us into who we are. We were bad. Yeah. We were pretty bad. And then, yeah, PC-13 was very, like, traditional. They were almost- They were all still- Still, they were like the pledge class above me. Pledge class 11 was that, like, very traditional. Wear your pearls. Wear your letters. Be good. Conservative. Don't drink. No boys. Conservative. Yeah. Yeah. And we were like, where the drugs at? Like, and then you guys came. And and we were like, where the drugs at? Right. Where the boys at? Like, literally, like, yeah. Yeah. It was great. So I do remember I really enjoyed your guys' pledge class. It was very fun. I'm like, that was the pledge class we needed on our way out. Because, yeah, we were already over it. Um. We were showing up to chapter blacked out. I remember my pledge class showed up drunk as hell. Like we were obnoxious. We were, the fact that we didn't all get kicked out is honestly a miracle because we were over it. But, um, okay, your turn. I'm ready for the story. I am ready. So Maddie, I will say, I remember vaguely pieces, right? Mm -hmm. I remember like you just weren't there anymore. And I then I remember like drama on social Twitter because Twitter was hot back then. I remember some Twitter, some tweets going out. And I'm like, is Maddie, did we vote her? Like, I don't, it's like a blur. I'm like, I don't remember what happened. I don't remember you not being it anymore. I just remember you just weren't there. And then it was like, what happened to Maddie? It was like this whole drama. I just, I just, it felt drama, but I never knew the real what happened and what happened with you in the sorority. Are you ready to share your story? Yeah, there it's like la- there's layers. Like there's so many things, like so many things about the sorority. And it's kind of sad to like think about it because at one point it was my everything. Like I didn't have right. friends. I came to college. I joined this group that I thought were, you know, the people that had my back and da 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 da. And like I said, there's nothing against my big. Like nothing at all. Like I understand. Do you still talk to her? No. I mean, okay. like we don't not talk, but like if I see her out, like we're cordial, like we're just not close. Yeah. You know, like how we used to be. Like we were besties. Like she was like, I call her my mom. I told her that I couldn't have a twin because I wanted to be the only child. Like da, 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 da. And so I just formed a bond to her that I thought I could like trust her. And everyone goes to college and starts getting curious about things. And I've like never admitted, like I've never actually told anyone out of like the people in the situation what happened. But essentially like I kind of like wanted to dabble in like drugs and da 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 and like I wanted to try cocaine. Um and then I How remember 
I honestly was such a little pussy that like I would only do like a tiny bit and be like, I'm so cool. So I I had like a bag of it forever because I did I like wasn't like the kind of girl that like just dumped it all out and was like, okay, let's do it. Like I was just like, I feel kind of cool because I have this and it's like a, I've never done anything bad before. Like I didn't drink before coming here, blah, blah, blah. I'm pretty sure my big and her, all of her friends wanted to like teach me some sort of like lesson. And and I think they wanted me to be more responsible, which I totally understand. And there are just other ways to do it, especially now as an adult. Our brains probably weren't fully developed then. But basically, like my big sent me to standards. Why? For the cocaine, for having cocaine and for like bringing it to a, um, what do they call it? An exchange. There was other girls involved, like Maddie White, and like we all got in trouble. I was put on SoPro. I couldn't go to formal. Then I posted a picture with a Diet Coke, and it said like, "Why I can't go to formal?" Posted on my my Snapchat story. Daddy, not the Diet Coke. <laughs> not the Diet Coke. And then it was just a funny because it was just like at that point, I was like, "This is so." stupid that I'm getting sent to standards like and and f- something that I want people to understand is like standards goes to adults standards mm-hmm. goes straight to our headquarters that is on the record forever and ever and ever like unless I were to go burn down our sorority's headquarters and get rid of all of that paperwork like really if someone wanted to dig deep enough into me could be like oh Maddie had like a drug problem in college you know like that was like that could have been a conversation that was like a human to human conversation and that just basically like my trust from that point was like gone and mm-hmm. i had a really bad experience in college too like i was sexually assaulted in college and i was just like going through it and the sorority kind of was something that like i wanted to keep going with in order to just feel like a sense of something so that's why after that whole thing happened i was like it changed my life i want to be like a um like a responsible human being, I became the vice president and then I became president. And then after being president, I was already kind of like unsure about everyone and everything. And then basically I feel like my senior year, like everyone kind of like turned on me. Like, yeah. And like, I was completely exiled from everything. Even our house mom to the point was like, like mean to me and like I don't know what I did I still don't know like to this day and I would love to like talk to people about it because it just leaves this like imprint where I'm like I put so much into the story like I didn't go abroad because I wanted to be president I put so much on the line because I wanted to like have this leadership and like feel a sense of sisterhood of an organization that I'd never felt like I got anything I put so much in and I didn't get anything back really um and so I just was like so over it like I there's so much shit that's like like I remember I got when I got sexually assaulted, I confided in my big and I my grades went down. I was afraid to go to class because I was afraid of my perpetrator. Like I didn't want to like see him or g- confront him. Like I, it's like you're on campus. You don't know where the person is. All I could think is like, what if he come, shows up and like, you know, da, 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 da. So mm-hmm. my grades went down and I actually emailed and this is my freshman year. I actually emailed the because we do have some adults involved. Our um, what's it called? Advisor. And I said girl like this is out of my character I'm like a genius I love school I love applying myself and I it's out of my character to like do bad and great like have bad grades but like this leadership opportunity and that was me being social chair is like keeping me sane like it's giving me a purpose and she's like sorry no we don't make amendments even for things like that and that it was just like cut after cut after cut of the sorority like my big sending me to standards for something that should have been a personal conversation 
and then being sexually assaulted and like being the sorority just being like no and then still giving back to the sorority and, and becoming president and then remember that do you remember were you in the chapter when the girl wrote a two-page con about me front of back read it read it in front of the whole chapter about how i would be like a horrible person i like i can't i don't have the like capacity to like lead the chapter like i wasn't in the room obviously but that Ooh, was I feel like it's coming back to me that was horrifying that was embarrassing like I work like I work super hard. Like I went to Chicago with the sorority to represent us in at, at, like a national convention, and like every year it was something different. And finally, my senior year, everyone exiled me, and I like didn't. I got so drunk. They told me I couldn't go through order because I owed like seventeen dollars or something from not doing one community service hour. Some stupid freaking shit. And I got blacked out and all the younger girls came over to my house. I lived in Blue Waffle, LOL. I don't know if you know what that is. It's a nasty live out. Um, but they all came over and they opened the trunk and they were like, put this, like, put your toga on or whatever you wear to order. Like, you're going. Like, this, if it's not for anyone else but yourself, like, you know, do this because you did put so much effort in and you deserve. Because mm -hmm. I took myself out of it. I didn't go to any of the senior events. I didn't go to, um, anything i didn't go to my final bar crawl i was completely exiled from the chapter and it was just like the worst way to end four years of something that like i put so much of my life in and it makes me look back and be like i wish i would have put my energy that positive energy into something else that gave back to me and then my desperate ass still after graduating wanted to be involved with the sorority still and i wanted to be an advisor and they said mm -hmm. no and still to this day, they say, like, I, they told me I was too, I wasn't far enough removed from the sorority, even though there was girls in the PC, two PCs below me that were advisors. I was like, okay, like, so it was definitely like a me thing. And then I came out and put it all on the internet with my, when I started my YouTube thing. And I was like, fine, here's my sorority experience from hell. <laughs> Cause if, if anyone wants to hear it, <laughs> here it is. Like, that is crazy because I do remember then you, yeah, going like social media and being like very like sorority, whatever. And I was like, I wonder what's happened. So you did finish in the sorority or no, or were you? I finished. You did they, if, if those girls wouldn't have come over and been like, you are not going to not get your alum status because you're a butthurt little, you know, brat right, right now who decided to get blacked out drunk by herself at 10 a.m. Because, you know, do you remember order? Like you all go through and everyone wakes up super early and gets really drunk yep. and then it's like kind of like a death to life experience because you're dying. Like it's right. for me, that was like the one thing I looked forward to was going to order. I was going to go through order as the, the former president. Like I, that was like my time to shine. And everyone was like, no, like I, wow. all my friends from my PC from the day I'd gone through day one with all of these girls, you know, <sighs> that's crazy. You're right. And quick context on order. In our chapter, once you get through all four years, right? So freshman year, it's bid day. It's all this stuff. You yeah. go through all four years. At the very end, right before graduation, it's like when all the graduation stuff starts happening, we have this big ceremony. You wear togas, and it's like you getting your alum status from the sorority. You yeah. get a special pin. It's like it's really – it's an accomplishment. It is. Four years in one spot is like a lot. And the stuff that's we've been through – the most commitment I've ever had in my life. Same. I'm like, I'm already graduating from this school. Like, that's commitment. But to be with you crazy bitches this long, yeah. it's a commitment. So 
it is a big deal. And you do show up drunk and it's like, you say these rituals and you do all the handshakes and all this cult shit. And then you get, you know, your alum stats. Yeah. And I remember you moved year- through the sides of the triangle. Yeah. You have to, yeah. like, it's like, a, it's, yeah. it's, it, it's giving Illuminati it, a little bit. It totally a is. Bit. Just a little bit. Um, but I went through, I'm grateful for it. It's great. Yeah. You know, glad to be an alum, but I do remember some years we had some girls show up to order drunk. Um, we've had people show up blacked out get kicked out i've seen screaming screaming matches matches. yeah and i'm like oh my god like this is like get out like i'm like oh my god like it's (laughs) and everyone's wearing white and it's like there's candles lit it's scary i'm like this is scary there's like Like, rose petals on the ground oh god when i had to initiate people because i was i did the thing in the thing with the thing with on the thing oh my god Maddie, I've suppressed so much. We have initiation. We get initiated like that. Oh, like a yeah. Cult with candles. With and candles. Rose petals. Rose petals. Your eyes are closed. You're like on your knees in front of like an altar. I'm praying over you. You're right. You do have to get on your knees. Yeah. In front of the altar. In front of the altar. And there's like, you on- I only could have my head out of the thing. And oh, I yeah. Had- you're in the. Oh, my God. You're in a thing. Chill. I don't. It's so spooky. It's so spooky. If only people knew. If only people and, like, knew. <laughs> no phones. Like I, I can't even show you because we're not allowed to like record a because it's ritual. It's this, ritual. They've been doing this since eighteen fifty. Whatever. Like this is like years. Yeah. Like, like the book that I learned to say everything out of was literally like a tattered, like leather book from like hun- like that's the thing that hurts me the most. Destiny is like. Come, being a person of color who was adopted. So I was raised by a white woman and like a Filipino dad. I'm Korean, like raised by white people in a, I've lived in Yee Yeeville, USA, born and raised like Trump built. Like it, I was just so ready to go to college, join something bigger than myself. I was fake sold all this stuff from the sorority. I did everything I could because I've never felt on, I do now. And I feel really grateful for that. But I, at that point, I had never felt a sense of community. I wanted to feel something and I wanted to like join something. And that I think is the biggest letdown. And I think sometimes my emotions take over and it's like, it was horrible and blah, blah, blah. It wasn't that bad in the grand scheme of things. I learned amazing skills in like communication and networking. And I can write a good fucking email now. Um, yep. I can talk my way through anything. And, and I'm thankful for that. But it's just, it's such a shame that like, the, the Greek community in general left such a negative imprint on an experience like college that should have been so life-changing. And although I did grow a lot, it's like kind of feels like it set me back. And now after college, I had to gain all of this like confidence and figure out what it means to be like a person of color in a true community. And like just yeah. seeing all the like systemic oppression that has been going on for years and years, like just, it's just that's the the most disappointing thing is like you put your all into everything that like never once had your best interest in mind since day one. And I think watching, maybe you watching that documentary or talking to people that didn't have good experiences, it brings back those feelings of like, and I don't know about you, but I've always kind of felt like an outcast and I always just wanted to like feel like I belong somewhere. And it's just like, I think that's why like we 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 block it out and push it back is because we want it to be such a good experience we wanted it to be everything that we wanted it to be and some people did get that and I'm that's so great for them no we I still see like on Instagram some of the girls 
group big groups of 10 of them yeah. still tr- taking trips Tri- and i'm yeah. like i'm like couldn't be I, me but my, that's awesome it couldn't be me but like i i wish that was my experience yeah. you know it's like yeah. i agree i i will say my experience leading up to the end of it was fine like i graduated you know it was fine it yeah. wasn't anything to write home about i think i'm a bit more disappointed on the other end of like you know they're like these are your best friends for life your bridesmaids whatever and you know though that is true i have been a bridesmaid in many people's weddings etc but it's just like the friendships, unfortunately, just weren't lasting. Yeah. I don't feel that true sisterhood. And I see friends that, again, were in, like, historically Black or other Asian or Hispanic sororities. And they are, like, for life. You know, because it's a smaller group. It's, like, the five of us. Yeah. My line sister. They're, like, ride or die. And I almost wish I had more of that. It's, like, I think in any sorority in college right even just college friends it's a phase of life but i feel like we're only friends because we're in this phase and because we're growing up together and then after that it's like what do we actually have in common yeah sometimes it's kind of funny all my friends that i'm like really close with are all from a different sorority like not the one that we were in but for some reason they're all in the same sorority and i always think like what would my like truly senior year when i was like ostracized like this like delta gamma dg like took me in like i got a stole like they gave they were like you might not literally be like our sister like you were initiated into this you know bond but like from a human level like we respect you and we understand and and that was like the real sisterhood that i wanted and now i'm still friends with all of those women like i've been bridesmaids in their weddings and and it's like they weren't even my actual sorority sisters like those girls reach out to me sometimes and they're like what happened i'm like you tell me <laughs> i didn't know that maddie i didn't know yeah. that dg like reached out to you um and like was it there for you, you yeah know? like chris their house mom like i went to all of their socials senior year like they truly were like if you really need that sense of like sisterhood and you're all already our friends anyway like just end the year on something that is positive and like some with a group of people that do support you and want the best for you and those people are still my best friends now. I love that. And again, like you said, I feel like that's what sisterhood's about. You know, at the end of the day, because you can get into it. You can be all about it. You can be judgmental based on you're in this house, you're in that house, or you're not a bottom house, you're not a top. At the end of the day, it's like we're all just trying to make our way through this school. Going to school where we went to school is not for the faint of heart. No, no, like, no. Again, we all mainly came from like another state or a city. Our school was like in the middle of nowhere, like the cornfields, like tr- like stereotypical cornfields, huge university frats, keg stands, lighting couches on fire. Like that was the school we went to. And that's a lot for some people. Yeah. You know, not myself. I was like, I was normal in high school, but I didn't drink. I wasn't a party. I just kind of like, I played sports. I was a cheerleader, but I wasn't like a party girl. So even going to this school, everyone was like, you're going to that school. And I'm like, yeah, like. They were shocked. And I was like, okay. And then of course I get there and, you know, then I do become a party person, but it's like, it's a lot. All of that. We're away from our home. Not to mention at the the school has gotten a bit more diverse, but at the time diversity wasn't really big. It's still, I mean, still not is no, still needs work. But like, I'm like, okay, I see some of the videos. I'm like, okay, I see people, you know, like (laughs) scattered in, um, but compound that and add to that with you know being surrounded by women all the time who are from different places and different backgrounds and maybe don't know how to be a good friend to you like it's just it's a lot to go through so to be able to find another set of women because I feel like in a way when you're in a sorority you're almost you're not taught to hate other chapters that's not accurate but 
it's like your chapter. You're like all about me. You know, loyalty. like we're, the, we're loyalty. We're zebras. We have stripes. This is us. The lions, they stay over there. The hippos, they stay over there. <laughs> like, so it's nice to be a zebra and be like these lions, this den of lions takes you in. Yeah. You know? Yeah. That's amazing. So I didn't know that. And I think that is awesome. Yeah. Shout out to Delta Gamma. <laughs> yes. No, I love that. Like, I was always like, make sure I was like, I was in two sororities. Like, <laughs> that's so fun. <laughs> Good for you. I love that. Well, any last things you want to share? Any final thoughts? Do you do you re- regret joining the sorority? I I don't regret joining the sorority. I think I regret how I navigated it and how I let it become me. Uh, I don't think I did enough like self growth, like growth, self growth, which is or personal growth, which is ironically one of our what are they called? It is. I don't values. Values. One of our values is personal growth. And I just grew in, in the sorority and didn't really like grow myself as a person. I, I wish I would have been able to balance that a little bit more. I think I learned like things from the sorority that I would never want to give up, like practical life lessons and practical life lessons for like, you know, like my professional career, but I don't regret it. I just wish I did it differently. Yeah. And I wish I was more, like, had more knowledge about other kinds of groups and communities on campus. And I think it's important. And I think maybe why less people are joining the communities, maybe people are noticing that and they're joining different communities. Like, you know, when I joined the equestrian team at Wazi, I was like, okay, this is like way more fun than joining a freaking sorority and screaming and dancing and yelling at people and being yelled at all day long. <laughs> Literally. And I think to your point, everyone's just looking for belonging Yeah, in some way. Because you're, again, being in college is brand new. It's scary. But and everyone does want to feel some sense of belonging. And so, yeah, I think if you're listening to this and you've considered recruitment or you're in a Greek chapter and you're not happy or you are happy, like if you're happy, slay. love that for you. If you're slay, like <laughs> we love the, love the Greeks down. If you're not happy or you're considering it, I always say try it. You never know. But I think at the end of the day, it's about finding a group. Just find a group to join that you can be yourself. I think like you said, equestrian club felt good for you. Mm -hmm. I was a part of like some of the college like campus TV stuff. Yeah. That felt really good to me. Like just find a group with your people. Find your people. Yeah. And they might not be in a sorority or a fraternity. I wish that you weren't allowed to go. I wish the sorority was just two years and you weren't allowed to go in until like your sophomore or junior. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I feel like the, the point of going to college isn't to join a sorority. The point of go to college is like to figure out somehow like what career path you want to go to figure out yourself and like what's best for you and sometimes when you're siloed into something that isn't best for you you kind of just those four years were like you just have to repurpose it somewhere else and sometimes that's bad and sometimes that's good and everyone has different experiences and ours just happen to be a little wonky but I see girls out there still I see women still to this day they're in their 50s 60s 70s and they're still rah-rah you know, good for you. Yep. Like that is something to be proud of. Like, you know, hopefully one day, like I'll have something like that. It's not going to be the sorority, <laughs> you know, but you can find that in something else. And it just is a shame that we got sucked into something that's like so bizarre and weird. It is bizarre and weird, but I am very glad that our paths crossed because of it. Yeah, me too. Honestly, you're the, I love you. You're the best. Well, Maddie, thank you for joining me today and chatting about this. It's been so fun. Again, I need like a part two, part three. I need to get Matt, um, Natalie on here. Yes. I want to get 
Fatu on here. There's a couple people. Yeah, Fatu will have an amazing perspective of the recruitment process and not getting into a chapter, which I, you know, we can't relate to that. And so I think I would, right. I, the second that I would listen and I'm just. I'm going to reach out to her. Fatu yeah. Chains, if you're listening, I need you on here because yeah, I, I want that perspective. And she will explain, like, I'm still a little like, I don't want to say everything because I don't, you know, like she'll just put it all out there. Right, who's gonna sue you? Nobody. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like what if I just spit off our original right now? Like what's gonna happen? What they have to change it? Yeah. I always thought true. about that. Know. They'll probably send you some type of cease and desist or something. I don't know. Okay. What do you But that's do? only if it if it blows up. Like true. if nobody sees it, then you know, but if like everyone reshares it, they're like, oh. <laughs> I hate that. <laughs> Thanks for tuning into Swipe Society. Please rate us and leave us a five-star review on Spotify and anywhere else you listen to this podcast. If you're watching us on YouTube, please like, subscribe, comment, and share. If you're not already, please give us a follow on Instagram at Swipe Society Pod and send all questions and inquiries to hello at SwipeSocietyPod.com. Don't forget, we drop new episodes every Wednesday. Chat soon!